Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Um, I'm Lisa Tauber and today I'm talking about visibility. So how you can be visible in not only what you wear, but in other ways and forms. And I'm very lucky to be joined by Jenny Kovacs, who is a visibility specialist. Um, so first of all, Jenny, hello, how are you? I am thankfully, gratefully, really well. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. You're, you're more than welcome. Um, before we kick off, tell everybody a little bit about you. Because obviously we're going to deep dive into the whole visibility side of it. But tell everybody about who you are, what you do, and then we will crack on. Okay, so um, I'm a visibility specialist, which means that I specialise in helping people to raise their professional profile, whether they're an employee, whether they're an exec and wanting to get there, or whether they're a business owner. So I kind of work on those, both of those sides. Um, I think the most important thing about the work that I do is, you know what, if I had to sit in a dark room for the rest of my life and just help people be visible, I'd be happy with that. So the greatest myth that people have about me is that I'm like, ta-da, all the time. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, I don't do this job because of my profile. I do this job because so many of us go through a crisis of confidence that has us stuck or stopped. Could be life circumstances. It could be something that's happening at work. It could be imposter syndrome. So my job is to help you listening and watching to stand out, raise your professional profile and have the ability, if you want, to be seen at any time in any place and anywhere. That's, that's it in a nutshell. And it's really interesting, isn't it? Because if you, everything you've just mentioned is so true because mm. lots of us, you know, so, some of us are confident enough, but some of us wave in confidence. So some people might be confident on the outside, but inside their little hearts go boom, 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 boom. Or, you know, the, the, the toe is tapping quite rapidly and things like that. <laughs> and I think it's visibility is a real interesting topic because from your point of view, it's about how people feel to get in being visible. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, it's how you feel in the clothes that you wear when you're visible. So there's this one word that keeps coming up, which is feel. It's how do we feel, you know, mm. in certain ways. I think from a, from a clothing perspective, you know, I'm all about how what you wear makes you feel great because that is where you get the confidence and the positive mindset. Mm. From your point of view, where does the visibility kind of start from within yeah so visibility for me is an inside job and I've been doing this for like 12 years and when I look back I've actually been probably helping people to stand out accidentally before that 
visibility is an inside job and the thing that I want to say is weirdly some of the people that I work with are the most confident people we all have areas where we kind of shrink I think back to my own journey from being kind of like working within a corporate setting and teaching sales within a corporate setting to then the day that I remember speaking to this um, CEO he said to me oh you know what you do sounds amazing how much do you charge now let me tell you that I went, yes, this is how much the investment to work with me is. And it came out like that. But actually, this kind of <laughs> noise came out of my throat. And I, I was shocked. I was like, how can I have helped people to sell stuff and then have difficulty selling myself? That was one area of a crisis of confidence, like for me. But I see it in the most confident people. I have speakers that say, I can speak to lots of people, but put a video in front of me and I can't, I can't open my mouth. So the the myth that I definitely want to bust here is that just because you seek out a specialist in your clothing, in your image, or a specialist in visibility or coaching or mentoring doesn't mean that you are not confident. We all have little areas in life where we kind of shrink and go, oh my gosh, no. Yeah, but if you you think about it, right, we we talk about bringing in an expert, right? So Mm. whether an expert be a personal stylist, whether an expert be a visibility coach, we bring in the expert. So I would never dream of plumbing my own bathroom. I would never dream of wiring my own house. So I would bring in... The, the, the tradesmen, the experts, don't we? The, the, the bricklayers, the, the plumbers, the carpenters. You know, we go to the hairdressers because they're an expert, I'm not. So actually, it's really interesting. I think we, from a, a, an individual's perspective, we don't find it difficult to engage professionals such as tradesmen or, you know, the, the hairdresser or, um, I don't know, and, you know, something else. You know, the teacher, we send our kids to school to learn with a teacher. We, you know, you look back at the pandemic, how many parents said, oh, I've just found a whole new respect for the teachers, you know, because they suddenly realized, Jesus, this is really difficult, you know? So Mm. I think it's how, you know, we, we have definitely the ability to go we we can engage those people but we struggle to engage the ones actually which will help us feel better and also elevate what we do and give us more confidence because that's so important yeah it is and you know this is going to sound a weird thing to say but you're right about like the plumbing and stuff like that some people have a high pain threshold when it comes to almost developing themselves Often that comes from a place of them thinking they're not worth it, they're not good enough. If you think of um, somebody that might have a family and they say, and you probably come across this, oh, I'll just wear whatever. I just want to make sure the kids look great yeah. and, and then I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be last. Um, and that actually comes from this whole, I don't think I'm really worthy. And that is the flip side of why people don't always put themselves forward, you know, put themselves forward for a promotion or put themselves out there. Um, And it's interesting to me because you do get people that will sit in a cold house for a few months because, oh, well, the summer's coming and I can get someone to look at it or I'll wait till Dave from the pub can come round and have a look. You will get people that do that. So what's weird about this is if there are little corners of your life where you feel a bit like, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, it doesn't have to feel like you're not confident. Here's the clue, because I suspect, Lisa, that lots of people 
um, in your world are driven, highly driven, highly motivated. Look at what you're tolerating. Look at what you're putting up with. That will give you the clue from the things like I tolerate, um, you know, just wearing my pyjama bottoms every day when I'm on a Zoom call or something like that. Look at what you're tolerating and that will give you clues as to where your pain points are and what you might need more help in. This yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah. Because it's really interesting, isn't it? Visibility, it comes in so many different kind of, you know, so many different scenarios because I work with, you know, exactly like you said, you know, women predominantly, you know, in an industry such as, I don't know, the banking or the construction industry. And, mm. and do you know what? They, they want to get to that next level, but they say sometimes, I just don't feel like I'm seen. And do you know what? They may be absolutely brilliant at their job, but they just need that one thing that people go, ah, I know you're good at your job, but actually now I kind of take you even more seriously. And by that, that doesn't mean you have to do what we call, you know, in inverted commas, power dress. Mm. It's just that if you wear something that makes you feel good, whether it's a different color Mm. or it's a style of something, you elevate your confidence. And that's the next bit of being more visible. It's not saying I'm going to wear bright red, so I'm Mm. more visible, is it? You know, where you and I are talking about visibility, it's not about, you know, saying here I am, like you did with your jazz hands earlier on. It's Mm. about going, do you know what? I'm here confidently to Mm. take that next step. You know, Mm. I think that that's where it comes. Um, Jenny, how do you work with some of your clients then? You, I'm assuming you work with bigger organizations to kind of show them how they, how they become more visible. So how do people do that in, a, in an organization? How do you work with them? So in organizations, I do a couple of different things. Sometimes that somebody within the organization almost wants to put me in their back pocket their secret weapon, you know? So sometimes I'll be working with the exec within an organisation. So what's weird for me, and you must get this as well, is um, there's a culture in the coaching and development industry of saying, hey, meet Jenny Kovacs. When she came to me, she wasn't, you know, all of it. Or Jenny's just come to me and received a 15 grand pay rise. Well, a lot of the people that I'm working with that's not an appropriate thing to do. So sometimes I'm working with individuals within the organization. And sometimes I'm delivering what is kind of like a classic training. But what I tend to do is I will normally follow up that training. So whether it's group trainings afterwards, or group coaching calls afterwards, or individual coaching calls, I want to make sure that they don't just kind of burst out the room full of ideas. And then when the dust settles, they don't know how to how to implement it and one of the ways um and this has still been true for me all the way throughout the pandemic is um there are a lot of professional networks i'm part of um you know from travel which i know we've spoken about off air um travel financial services um risk and compliance for me um and what they do is almost as a as a network they have me to come in and provide either talks or or speak at their seminars. And through the pandemic, I saw 
a number of those I just assumed they're not going to want to do this anymore yeah what they would do is get me into um like give talks and and stuff but online so I've done that all sorts of really interesting people from um home stylers um interior designers um you know business networks and things like that so I work in that way but for some people they come to me for classic I would like to say coaching I do some coaching but a lot of it's mentoring a lot of the time where people get stuck is like what should I do or what should I say or how should I say it of course I love to give them some lines of here's what you can say but I like to teach a man to fish so when they come away from, um, you know, from working with me, I want them to have the tools to be visibly confident. That's my aim. Yeah. And if somebody within an organisation, I've got um, a gig coming up on Monday, which I, I can't say who it's with, but it's with a, a, a big institution, well known within the UK, especially in London. I'll just say that. And the reason that they're getting me in is more of a mindset piece and not feeling like just a number, mm-hmm. you know. Um, within their organization so people will will get me in to do that kind of stuff but it's normally to spread a positive ripple effect throughout the organization if that even makes sense yeah 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 do you know I love what you say there about I like to teach a man to fish right Mm. because that's exactly how I work because Mm -hmm. yes you know what I can go and create a a capsule wardrobe in someone's wardrobe. I can go and take someone shopping and develop a beautiful collection of outfits and clothes that work for their personality and their lifestyle and their body shape and all that type of thing. (laughs) But I'm more about, let me impart my knowledge to you because actually when I'm not with you, you'll be quite confident. And we go back to the confidence, um, confident to, you know, go and buy something yourself because you will have learnt the knowledge. And, and that doesn't mean that they're never going to come to me again in personal shop. It just means that when, <clears throat> when they come then every season to shop, that's fine. But in between, they're able to make correct decisions based on the knowledge that I've given them. And I think that's even more important than just saying, right, this is what I've created for you. There you go. Because they'll mm-hmm. still be left thinking, that's great, but I've not got a clue why I've done it. So mm-hmm. if you can give people the tools, whether it's an individual in my case or from a corporation like you and I both do with presentations, it then enables people to feel more empowered to mm-hmm. go and do it themselves, don't they? It's interesting because a lot of people balk at like words like empowered or authentic, but they are important Um, I used to joke that I'm not like a crack dealer type trainer. You know, sometimes you get people that they like, I'll I'll give you a bit of this. I'll give you a bit of what you need. But if you you need anything more, you're going to have to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I want people to be empowered and we want them to do it authentically. And if that word makes you scream or balk, don't. We need you to do it as you. Like everyone else is taken everyone else is taken so when you rock up to work and you're kind of you think you're power dressing and you think you're power dressing because you've seen um or heard lisa on clubhouse for example or listened to the podcast and you think you're doing it as lisa then you're not doing it as you you yeah absolutely yeah 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 oh that's so so true and that goes back to you know the whole style personality piece for me because it's we i always say to people right if you've 
if you think about your style, right? And some people say I've lost my way a little bit, but that's fine. You know, we can, you can re unearth that and go back just by asking various questions. But if you think about a present you might've received right at Christmas from a piece of clothing point of view or an accessory, if sometimes you get it and you go, Oh yeah, that's nice. But inside you're thinking that's so not me because actually what happens is the person that buys the gift for you is buying it based on the fact that they like it because we, we all do it. Listen, I do it with my, my daughter, you know, and I, I say to her, oh, look at this, this is lovely. And she goes, no, that's <laughs> you, not me. And then, you know, yes, we've got some, some likenesses that we like certain styles and things like that. But sometimes she'll say, no, 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 mum, that's you. That's mm-hmm. not me. This is me. And I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, oh no, you know, so it's, absolutely comes back to individuality so from a clothing point of view it's all about individuality and from your point of view from visibility it's still saying to somebody and and i kind of love this you have to be unapologetically you Mm. because that's what gives you the confidence that's what then will enhance your visibility purely because you walk around with your head held high your shoulders back and Mm. you come at it with a different air of kind of presence don't you yeah absolutely do um it's interesting because i remember going to a a conference about eight years ago now and it was a, a woman a women in business conference and it was it was so interesting. It was cold. It was winter. So I had a like a black dress on, but it wasn't a flouncy black dress. Yeah, yeah. Like thick tights and, and black boots, winter type boots. I still looked professional and smart and I felt comfortable. And I remember walking in the room, you know, when you feel it, you've got a spring in your step. And half of the room looked like they were attending a wedding. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> the hair and like they might as well have had fascinators, but things in their hair and these dresses in bright colours. And it was so clear to me that they didn't even feel comfortable. Even worse, I remember this woman walked past with this like really bright green dress and I love green and it is apparently one of my colours as well. And I said to her, oh my gosh, you look absolutely amazing. I love your dress. And she was just like walking around. She, She couldn't even say thank you because I don't think she felt comfortable. Yeah. That saddens me. Um, And, you know, people do that every day at work. They kind of wear suits to work that aren't quite right for them or wear colours because they think they should or don't wear colours and all of that kind of stuff. And it really isn't like necessary to do that. But it goes back then, right, to wearing what people or ladies in some cases think they need to wear. So that goes back to, you know, I work in, for example, banking, um, insurance, finance, industry, in, 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 you know, it's a kind of the appearance should be professional. Yes, mm. it can be professional. It doesn't have to be rigid and boring. It yes. still can be you as a person because you're delivering the message that you're delivering in, in your role. If you mm. then go into things like media, PR, you know, marketing, it's a very different dress code because they're creative. They're, you know, yeah. they have no inhibitions of showing their creativity. Mm. you know interestingly you said about your your room full of uh, women Mm. um somebody said to me the other day are you going to watch the apprentice and i was like yes but for one reason right because i love to see what the women wear Mm. because they all wear exactly the same style dress 
just in a different color. Yeah. Right? So yeah. actually what's happening is you still don't really know about the person because mm. they are dressing in a way that they think a professional woman should look like. So they've all got exactly the same style dress on. It's just a different color. What mm. I can't wait to see as the show goes on, if you start to see a little bit of individuality in what the ladies wear, mm. you know, and I think it will be, it's really interesting. And, you know, many people are probably listening, thinking, really, how, how does Lisa think like that? But it is, it's because it's visibility. You know, mm. yes, have they done their makeup? Yes, have they got their eyebrows on? You know, all that type of thing. It says a lot about how somebody wants to be seen, how visible, you know, but how how true to themselves are they actually being? And I think that's where clothing is so industry and mm. industry interesting. It's about how do people perceive a way that you look? And, and it is, it's the whole visibility thing. It goes back to it again and again and again. It's interesting because um, one of the things that I've kind of incorporated into my work, which I don't often tell people about because it freaks them out for the wrong reason, but body language. Yeah. Body language is so important. Um, and I teach people body language to help their own confidence, not the kind of body language of, oh, look at them. They blinked three times, which means that they're thinking this. Um, and in the same way, what you've just described there around the dresses in the different colours is a, is like a, a confidence or visibility leak for me. Um, yes, they're on TV. So it could be that they've been styled to yeah, yeah. You know, dress a certain way. Um, but often where you see this, where people dress um, in a similar sort of way and it doesn't suit them, that demonstrates a lack of confidence or a fear of being completely visible it's like a body mask that they wear yeah yeah, yeah. You know? suit of armor yeah and my suit of armor used to be pinstripe suits I literally would wear pinstripe suits but where my crisis of confidence came in in terms of image was I could go out on a, a weekend and go out shopping I would nine times out of ten end up going oh this would be nice for work it was almost like my work was so strong that I'd lost my sense of no, I'm meant to be buying something for me. So unless I was going to a function and buying something for a function, I'd gravitate towards, oh, I could, I could get this for work. It's like I lost who I was. And if anyone is listening to this um, and recognises that in themselves in what they're wearing, that's the time to reach out to somebody like Lisa so that you can um, start to reclaim your identity of who you are. Because as she says, it's not just about what you're wearing, it's about the feel of it it's about who you are who you want to be who you're becoming sometimes as well yeah yeah yeah. i'm intrigued about the body language thing right so mm. it's really interesting isn't it because we all do we we kind of there are certain ways we fold our arms i'm just sitting when you said body language i'm sitting there thinking oh my word i'm sitting i always sit in a certain way right well, I'm and, yeah and you're <laughs> leaning forward and, and things like that so have you got like a couple of I'd love to be able to give the listeners a couple of tips on mm. how to be confident in their body language. Are there like a couple of, I don't know, like poses or how people sit or, you know, how people stand or is there anything like that we can, we can share for the listeners? 
Yes, I'll, I'll give you two tips that spring to mind when you ask that question. So the first one is, um, and this really speaks more to, to women in business or anyone that identifies as a woman in business. Yep. Um, from my many years of sitting in boardrooms and sitting with exec teams, one of the things you notice about women is they they do the opposite of men. They take up a really small space. They'll sit obviously with their legs crossed a lot of the time, but they'll yep. sit with their legs crossed. Um, when you look at them around a boardroom, they'll have their papers stacked really neatly, as opposed to a guy who will have... He spreads like, out. Spreads out. <laughs> Think of like the classic... What is what's the pose they used to call it on the tube where man spread, you know, where they're yeah, yeah. The man sat there, you know, I've been sat next to somebody on a tube where their legs were so wide apart it kind of went into my bit of the seat, you know. So um the reasoning for that, or the underlying body language reason for that is when as a woman, if you're if you're at work and you're wanting to be taken seriously, if you're in a meeting, a coffee shop and want to be taken seriously. And this is where body language needs to be used wisely. And you need to demonstrate high gravitas, high influence, high impact, create more space rather than having your notebook in just one place. Have something else beside it. Open up your notebook, create more space, you know, widen your hands apart a little bit more. Not kind of, you're not going to sit, but widen it a bit more, take up more space. Um, that non-verbally um, will have people listen to you and take you more seriously. And then the other one, and I, I love this one that came to mind because you can use it whoever you are. We all construct our lives very, very differently. Um, we all do things very differently. So when you need maximum confidence, do this now so that you've got it to take in with you whenever you need it. Think of a time, a specific time when you were really confident. It could be for anything, doesn't even have to be work related. And when you think of that very specific time that you were confident, like notice what was happening around you, what were you seeing around you, notice like what could you hear um, and really spend a moment to tap in with how you feel. And the reason to do that is because your subconscious mind doesn't know that it's not happening again. So you start to feel really flooded with like good feeling vibes, you know, um, and just keep remembering that keep doing that a couple of times you know whenever you remember to do it it takes seconds and I always say to people give it a label as in give it something that you can recall very quickly you don't need to share it with anybody you don't need to make it your social media post but when you have that label and that thought and that feeling you can basically call on that anytime you want so then when you need a bit of confidence And this is why I say give it a label. Write the word down in your notes in a meeting. Have it be the picture on your phone. One glance of that will remind you to think of that moment. You will look different. I mean, even if, as I speak to you now, I think of something really great that's happened, all of a sudden my face might soften. You know, I might kind of sit more uh, confidently. Um, It just, it's a, a really great body language hack, if you like, to get you into a place where you need to be so that you can do the thing you need to do. And you can literally do that with any emotion. So for those of you that are fiercely ambitious, knock yourself out with a few different ones. That could be happiness. It could be strength, gratitude. You know, I can do this. I've got this. Just map it back out to an experience you've already had. And your body, um, literally the language of your body will do the talking and will kind of wave you through to whatever you need to do. 
That's brilliant. I mean, you know what? It's, it's true, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm sitting there, when you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can, you can start to think about it. And you know what? So, so you did that bit. And for me, it's always about where something that you know makes you feel great. And yeah. you know what? I have, funny enough, p- people will have seen it. Someone on Instagram. I've got a dress that I bought from Zara for a wedding, would you believe? Mm. Um, and it just is stunning i love it and you know what if i have to go and present it's timeless but it's it's brightly colored it looks like a hermy scarf it is just Mm -hmm. stunning and i wear it and i think yeah i'm gonna wear that yeah i'm gonna wear that and i don't i don't over rotate on you know i don't overthink oh i've worn it before because actually it makes me feel fantastic and i've worn it to present at hsbc i've worn it to um present on um to dell you know all that type of thing but i love wearing it but on the flip side i'll also wear it to a christmas event that i went to up at the langham because Mm. i didn't want to look like everybody else who i knew would have a black dress on and so i wore that dress and and sure enough i you know i walked in everyone else has got the sequins and the glitters on and i've got this completely dress that is very different Mm. And it's absolutely right. But it goes back to what I've always said. It doesn't matter whether from a clothing perspective, if you wear Primark or Prada, mm. if, it, if it supports your values and it makes you feel good, then mm. absolutely 100% you have to do it. Um, before we finish, because I think you and I could probably talk for ages, um, any other tips you would love even a couple or just one from a drop from a visibility point of view because obviously i can we've dropped a few with the clothing but and we've done the body language bit but any visibly uh, one tip let's do one one tip Mm -hmm. that you would give the listeners that you think like like you said you could they can take away from today and they could even try Mm. so you're right on the spot then didn't i (laughs) <laughs> it's not so much on the spot it's you know me I'd be like well you could do this you could do this you could do this you yeah, could do that yeah. I'm like this is going to be the best one so I guess for anyone um listening who wants to be more visible um this is going to sound like a very simplistic tip I talk a lot about creating a vision or having a goal to be visible um and part of that means being very specific but the first place to start actually is a decision indecision is literally the killer of people's dreams and and I've just kind of accidentally demonstrated it there because I had to decide which (laughs) of all the tips that I share which one is going to be the best when you make a decision you make a decision you can get behind it you can then start to work out and and for me a vision is where do I want to end up it's not how am I going to get there? What do I need to study? Who do I need to suck up to? It's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. It's about this, this is a decision I'm making. Here's where I want to be. And when you make that decision, it's amazing how you then are more freed up to spot the opportunities to get you closer to that. So even if you don't know how. And it's worth saying, um, again, this sounds very simplistic, to do that, write it down somewhere. Um, preferably pen and paper there's something that happens from the brain through yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if not at least make a note of it on the phone write it on paper take a picture of it on yeah, your yeah, phone yeah. but write I'm it a down. massive writer massive yeah I, she I'm, says, waggling her pen I do I mean I've got pens everywhere yeah, and yeah, I yeah. stuff down all the time but doing that and getting really specific on it not 
sometime next year because your brain keeps going sometime next year and then the next year comes sometime next year and then the next year comes get really specific write it down hold that vision for yourself no matter what and all of that starts with a decision that's what I would say because that would go across any any sector any industry any type of business yeah Oh, Jenny, that's fantastic. Listen, I have loved talking to you today. And we've given, you know, you've, you've been kind enough and dropped a few hints and tips along the way as well. Um, before we completely say goodbye to you, just tell everyone, and I will put it all in the show notes, but tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. Well, at the moment, I'm all over social media. That's another story for another time, but I'm all over social media. So, you know, definitely um, link up with me on LinkedIn is probably um, one of the better places yep. to do that. Um, and if, if not, I mean, I have a, a free gift that I can offer, a free, a little freebie that somebody that takes you through the five pillars, um, the five pillars to being visible called the visibility um, activator process and for some accelerator process. Yeah. Um, and it actually tells you what the five of those are. Um, and you can just have a look at those. And all it does is ask you one question so you can make sure that you implement it. So, um, you know, if that's you, then go to my website, jennykovacs.com. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's brilliant. And thank you for that. That's a lovely thing to share for the listeners as well. Um, Jenny, I've loved chatting to you. I hope you have enjoyed this week's podcast where we talked about visibility because we covered quite a lot. We talked about clothing. We talked about being present with body language and, and things like that. So, Jenny, thank you so much. I hope everybody has enjoyed this week's podcast and we will see you all again soon. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Jenny. Bye bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.